welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's American Express. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, we've got ourselves a lot of courses, a lot of golfers. We've got a unique one this week. Yeah, we got a unique one for Jock Market as well with the uh, 54-hole cut. So we got a lot of stuff to discuss. Yeah. It's nice to be mainland. It's nice to be uh, you know back in the, through the California swing. So we are fully underway and, and ready to talk Amex. Before we jump into that, uh, if you've just stumbled in, here's what's going on. This is Jock Market. It's Stock Market DFS. This hour right here is the most critical time in the golf jock market because we're bidding on shares of golfers. We're in IPO. And when IPO closes just a few minutes before 9 p.m. on the East Coast, those shares are going to be allocated. And that's going to become your portfolio. We are giving away money. So if you'd like to cash in, make sure your Jock Market username is in the chat. We'll go through and give out some of that throughout the evening. And of course, if you haven't deposited yet, power is the code you're looking for. It's up to a $50 deposit bonus. And Joe, let's just get to the number one question that everybody's been asking all week long. How are these three courses going to impact the Jock Market? Yeah, that's an interesting question, right? Uh, so obviously the 54-hole cut is a thing. We have to factor in a lot of additional things this week that we don't normally have to factor into a golf court tournament. Three courses, all, it's hard to say they're similar, but in, in some ways they're not drastically different either. They're all sub 7,200 yards. Um, there's a lot of similarities, but of course, a lot of differences. So there's going to be a lot of analyzing which players are on which course, which will present unique opportunities in the jock market since trading is live and fluid throughout the tournament. 54 hole cut. We've got amateurs playing as well. So every every normal foursome of players is or threesome is now only going to be two players and two amateurs long rounds. Um, just a lot of a lot of unique characteristics to this event that make it unusual, but could also present some opportunity. The live trading is going to be very interesting to see how it shakes out because these courses, they're not entirely different. La Quinta and the Nicholas Tournament course were the two easiest courses on the schedule in 2020. The uh, stadium course was like the sixth or seventh easiest. So there's not going to yeah. be a huge difference, but you could see a scenario in which a lot of golfers get out kind of to a hot start rounds one rounds two uh, with the, the tournament course or with La Quinta, and then maybe come back to the field a little bit when they play the stadium course, it's a little more difficult. And if you are a savvy kind of jock marketer, you might be able to take advantage of some of those ebbs and flows. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, is naturally, and I feel like the, the added 18 holes before the cut line just increases aggressiveness of a player in, in these first three days, right? They're going to need one super low round and they have an extra 18 holes to do so versus they could come out really hot on Thursday and almost look to sort of protect that score on the Friday round here. They know that all 150 or whatever players in the field are all going to be trying to shoot really low. You mentioned the courses play really easy in terms of PGA tour standards. So it's going to take a lot of, a lot of 65s and 64s. We're going to have another birdie fest similar to what we've seen a la the last two weeks on the PGA Tour. So uh, going to take a lot of birdies and we're going to see a lot of movement, I would expect, on the leaderboard. Yeah, the cut line might be like 9, 10, 11 under par, I think is kind of the range it was in two years ago when we had the three course rotation. So it's pretty, it's pretty wild stuff. And when you look at the field, Joe, and we're going to dive into the big board. We're going to dive into a brand new segment here shortly, yeah. but I think it's pretty top heavy. Right, I think it's two guys, Rom and Cantlay, who are, to me, statistically, the by far two best players over the last year. It's those guys. And then just because of the nature of how good they've been, there is a drop-off to the rest of the field. Yeah, of course. Rom and Cantley are, are on another level. I think Rom is is cemented himself as sort of the premier number one in in many people's eyes. Now, he's not peak Tiger Woods by any means, but he's up there right now. Patrick Cantley has just won at a ratio over the last 12 months here. That's awesome as well. He's cer certainly got everything clicking and all the tools in the belt, but it's, I'm kind of glad these guys are here because I feel like it, it gives now they, they hold a lot of the win equity, of course, but should they not win? And it's probably, you know, three out of every four times they play this, one of those two do not win. 
it gives opportunity for all these other guys for you to catch a decent betting number, for you to catch a decent fantasy price, for you to catch a decent IPO price uh, in jock market tonight because these two guys are going to carry so much weight at the top. Yeah, well, we're going to jump into that big board. There's already been some dollars invested on at least one of those guys, but we're going to introduce a brand new segment here. And I'm very excited about this. And this is all hat tip to you, my friend, because this is all your idea. It's called bullish or bearish. And what we are going to do is we're going to go through four different golfers and we are going to determine based on their projected price or their fair value and what they need to finish to meet that value. If we are bullish or we are bearish, Joe. This is exciting stuff. Good stuff. Let's roll. Let's mix it up a little bit tonight. Yes. So I've got four guys bookmarked. If you want to hop in the chat and throw out a couple of other names, we can go through those as well. So if you're with us, if you've commented your jock market username, which you should do because I'm about to start giving away some money. Uh, also, throw a golfer or two out there and we'll go through as many as we can here. All right, Joe, let's just start with the biggest boy up top. It's John Rom, projected price $10.71, essentially asking him to finish 10th or better, bullish or bearish on John Rom. At that price point in terms of where the suggested IPO price is at a you know, a little over $10 a share, I'm bullish. Um, his top 10 ratio right now is about 60%. You're still it, until he gets to that $12 mark where you can still get more than two X on your money from a first place finish. I would say that I'm bullish. If you look at his top 10 betting numbers, it's around minus 150 to finish in the top 10 this week. So at that suggested IPO price, I'd be bullish. What about you? I think I might be too, which is kind of crazy because know, it's a lot. Weird. Like, okay, we're going to ask a guy out of 156 player field to finish inside a top 10 and both be bullish on it. That's a little I bit know. scary, but look at the results I'm showing up. Even at these high IPOs, um, you know, $11, uh, 1031, 1016, 1052, 1034, it's turned your profit in five of his last seven. He is just. He's just that good. He's obviously won this event before. I, I think, I think Joe as well. I'm, I'm bullish. That's wild stuff. I can't believe. I know. It. If he, it basically it comes down to um, if he makes the cut, he's probably going to finish in the top ten. There was two missed cuts I saw on there. I like his chances of making the cut this week, especially with an additional eighteen hole. You know, sometimes in a thirty-six hole cut weird shit can happen, right? You can blow one out of bounds. You can make a seven on a par four and all of a sudden you're outside of the cut line with 54 holes. I expect the cream to rise to the top and he should be able to find himself into contention over the weekend. Uh, so yeah, I like that at 1071. I'm bullish. All right. Next up, Justin Rose projected price $6 and 72 cents. That's asking him to finish 24th or better bullish or bearish on Justin Rose. Bearish for me, uh, mm. just not quite there with them. I know the results have been trending in a positive direction, but I think that at that particular price point, uh, I would be a bear on Justin Rose. What about you? I think I, I can't believe I'm the bullish one here, right? I mean, you you mentioned it. The results are are certainly getting better, but what I like about Rose is more so the advanced metrics. So he was super, super reliant this summer on the putter. He was having legitimate, just like ceiling putting weeks, week in, week out. Now we're seeing a more well-rounded version of Justin Rose, 24th or better savvy vet. He's not going to be all screwed up by this rotation or anything else that the world throws at him this week. Bullish on Jay Rose. Okay. I can't believe is something that's come out of my mouth. Next up, a lot of conversation about this guy. Yeah. It's Ricky Fowler. $5.48, 31st or better, bullish or bearish? All right. I think I was going to be bullish anyways, but I saw the headline on your Golf Digest piece that it pushed me over the top. I'm going to go bullish. Ricky in the desert, sign me up. I think at that price point, uh, I, I, there's, I feel like a return to form is coming. This is a great spot for him to do so. So I think it's the right setup. I've spent a lot of oxygen on Ricky Fowler this week. It's well-documented. I think there's probably no better spot than this. He's played better than people expect. Bullish. Phil Mickelson rounds out our four, and then I'll get to one or two here in the chat. Phil Mickelson, $4.99 projected price. That's a break-even of 34th or better, Joe. Bullish or bearish on our PGA champion? 
bearish for me. Miscut incoming, I feel like, for Phil. Uh, I'm surprised, shocked, actually, that this is a course and a setup that he won at. Um, but we know he tends to, to tends to pop in certain spots like we saw at the PGA Championship. I'm just not there with Phil. I'm going to be bearish on him. I will agree with that sentiment. I'm not a particularly Phil guy. The metrics don't back it up. The results don't back it up. Uh, he will not be getting $4.99 per share from me. A couple from the chat here. Clark Ainsley throws out Denny McCarthy. So I whipped up just a very quick 561 is his fair value, which is asking Denny to finish 30th or better, Joe. Bullish or bearish on Denny? Oh, I don't like to say this because Denny's kind of my guy, but I'm bearish. I feel like that price point's too high. I, I always like Denny a lot, but you look at all the missed cuts in there. Granted, he's on a decent little stretch here lately, kind of faded down the stretch at the Sony, but uh, I'm going to look for a little bit of a regression with Danny, Denny, and I think that 30th or better is just a little too much to ask on my end. I tend to agree with you on that one. And finally, we'll wrap this up with Will Zalatoris. Uh, fair value, $6.03. From Sheerdog, 28th or better on Willie Z, Joe. Okay, that I like. 28th or better. Like, if we're going to say that Denny is 30th or better, I like my chances at, at Willie Z finishing 28th or better. Um, I think that he'll probably clear that price point, but some solid betting numbers around him. Look, he, he hasn't won a whole lot, but it, it seems like he's made a ton of cuts, made a ton of progress on the PGA Tour. Many are expecting a breakout season for him, so I'm going to be bullish on that price at 28th or better for, for Mr. Zalatoris. I am with you. I think Zalatoris might be the guy who wins everybody all the money in a lot of fantasy formats mm. this week. He's just been flying under the radar. Nobody seems to really care about the guy, but what you mentioned is important. He is not a prolific winner. Like even on the corn ferry, when he was dominating the corn ferry, he was not hoisting a lot of trophies. But here we sit in a format that does not require you to win, Joe. It just requires you to outpace your expectation and your price, which I feel like is the perfect way to deploy Willie Z. Listen, as a man who held a lot of shares of Russell Henley and Seamus Power, who finished second and third last week in the jock market, I can testify to that statement. Uh, they don't always need to win. And even if he finishes second in heartbreaking fashion, he'll return <laughs> you a solid profit and not leave you scorned. There you go. All right. Two big things coming up. Uh, but before I get to those, that was bullish or bearish. If you like that, let us know. We can continue doing that moving forward. That was pretty fun. I'm going to start giving away a little bit of cash here. So let me get us off to the, a good start. Triple M. You're in 20 jock bucks coming your way in the next one to 900 business days. Congratulations. If you want to be like triple M and get yourself some jock bucks, go ahead and make sure your jock market username is in the chat right now. I've got more to give away. I'm going to reveal the big board, but it is not lost on Austin Blasky in the chat, Joe, that you were uh, appearing on what we would describe as the first page of the leaderboard. Your name's certainly high in the jock market last week. So, yeah. So, I finished third. I had what I thought was a great week, but I unfortunately was not able to beat my friend here, Austin, who finished first. And my brother... That's why he, that's why he knows you were up there. Because and he my brother, you. who edged <laughs> me out in second place. So, I got I a ton it. of text. Third place wasn't quite good enough to win any bragging rights in the Idoni family. That's like the worst. That's like the worst two people, like two people that you know to lose to. I know, yeah. right? Also, can we can we divulge who who your brother had shares of? Are we cool to do that? Uh oh, yes. So my brother had like <laughs> all the Tong Lee shares. I texted like every him. single one. Like I all. Don't think it, I, I don't think it was quite every single one, but yes, he had almost all the shares of Tong Lee. He was asking me when to if he should hold or fold, and Tong. Had him quite a week, man. That was quite a good call. He got him in the $1 range last week and had quite a nice little return and an impressive new uh, new look for Hao Tong as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll see was... if we get any guys that are $1.70 this week who can come in the top 10. Yeah, you texted me all the Hao Tong shares on like Friday afternoon or whatever when he was like one off the lead. And I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is going to be the biggest single uh, return, return, like single trade ever, best single trade ever. Right. Uh, good stuff. All right. Time for the big board here. And I don't think it's much of a surprise that John Rahm sits atop 
the jock market, Joe. He is already $9.53. We put an expected price on him at $10.71. Can I go out on a limb and say John Rahm shatters all records in the jock market this week? I wondered that. Chad and I talked a little bit about this last night. Um, I don't think he'll quite get there just because I think that the strategy has kind of evolved to the point um, where people aren't bidding as high on the top player anymore. Like we saw, I think he last year at the waste management, he was in the high 12s, if I can remember. Yeah, 1251. Yes, he could that's the record. He could clear that. I don't like going above 12 because I feel like you can you you limit yourself to only 2x on your money, but um man, the, the sentiment around this guy right now is he's just head and shoulders above everyone. He's better than 153 other players playing this week. So we'll see where he lands. Interesting, like it's it's so it's unique for me because you know I put in these shares at the very end, but I think a lot more people are finding it advantageous in terms of strategy to just put in like a bid early on. And I think that's why we see guys like Rom that you're comfortable paying. And if it clears it, you get no shares. If you hit it, you get your shares. But at least it allows you to avoid some of the chaos in the last couple of minutes and really kind of make sound decisions across the board. So we'll see how that kind of changes over the coming weeks. Yeah, sometimes that early, you know, jump out bid can kind of freeze people and they don't know really what to do with it uh, that early in the evening. So the rest of the board still shaping up, obviously, because Adam Adam Hadwin is five dollars a share. Obviously, the great course history, but I imagine he is not going to end the week as the second most expensive golfer. So let's flip over to the projected ranks here. And I see um, actually, listen, we've been critical of jock market for their bad ranks in the past. This is not bad. They're getting it. It's getting better. Cantlay, Scheffler, Sungjae, Gooch, Finau, Reed, Connors. Like, listen, I could beef with a couple of these, but that is significantly better than what we've seen in the past. Yeah, things have improved here. It's starting to look a lot closer to what you would see on a betting board. Um, I expect we'll see a jump to Patrick Cantlay. What do you think the the gap is tonight, Rick, between Rom and Cantlay? Are we going to see like a two, three dollar gap, or do you think he gets up there pretty close? I think he's going to get up there pretty close because I think should, I, think, I think yes, I think it's warranted. I think that what you're going to see is that everybody's going to want to get shares of one of those guys. And I mm-hmm. think if somebody gets okay. priced out on Rom, they're going to go to Cantlay. If somebody gets priced out on Cantlay, they're going to try their hand at Rom. I think it's going to be a very clear cut two at the top and then gap to the rest of the field is the way that I think it shakes out. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. So obviously a lot of these prices, and I'll give this a refresh. We'll, we're at a dollar here. But um, Scheffler in other fantasy formats, along with Tony Finau, is kind of the odd man out, Joe, just because in other formats, you know, you can't get all of these guys. Now, in the jock market, in theory, you can. You can buy a share of every single golfer in the field if you, if you so desire. So I do wonder how this will change uh, here in the jock market compared to other ways that people are investing their, their money. Yeah, I think you're right. Scotty's kind of an interesting case study this week just because I thought that he had himself a really good fall. I thought that he probably should have won in Houston, obviously second at the Hero World Challenge, um, fourth at the Worldwide Technology. So he had himself a really solid fall, which would lead you to believe the recent form is fantastic. Look at that, three of the last four massive jumps there. But we haven't seen him. So it's just the kind of the case of we've had two uh, pretty prolific PGA Tour events, one with all previous champions last year, and we didn't see Scotty. So I wonder if the sentiment is maybe a little bit down on him and and he may be a little bit overlooked this week because of it. Speaking of the sentiment potentially being down, what what are we going to do with Sung JM? He missed the cut last week and he was $9.66 a share. So he was, I mean, he was a big investment for those who had him in in their portfolio and he got you basically zilch, right? That just a dollar a share in return. How do you think people go back and start attacking the market on Sungjae again. I like this as a good bounce back spot for him. He plays so much that, um, you know, an occasional miscut can sometimes be a nice little reset for him. 
Um, so I, you know, he was playing really well before that has a great track record, uh, here as well at the Amex, um, obviously won that event at the Shriners, which I think can draw some comparisons to the courses this week with sort of the, the desert shorter course kind of feel, um, which I don't think is all too far off. Obviously won at the Honda, which is a Nicholas course, which they'll play the last couple of days at. So, so we'll see. Um, I'm uh, very bullish on Sung Jay this week. I hope to get him at a, a fair price, but we'll kind of see how that shakes out. All right. Well, the, the market is already shaping up a little bit here, and it is a clear one to John Rahm, 953. Patrick Cantley now up to 888, Joe. So that is essentially asking him to finish. 15th or better. I, I We talked about those two going to be one, two, almost certainly, and it's already shaping up that way. But I, I notice a lot of, uh, I don't want to call them flavors of the week, but like a lot of love for Michael Thompson. He's already up to $4.44, almost unrecognizable with this clean shaven face here that I have on, <laughs> on, on our tool. Seamus Power, $4 a share, had himself another great week. Last week, Luke List, Lucas Glover, Adam Svensson, Hayden Buckley. I mean, the this is like uh, everyone's favorite scrub golfer. Not that they're all scrubs, but like getting out to an early start here in the jock market. Yeah, Svensson up there as well, who you know I love. How about our guy Seamus Power, though? I actually see him now as I just refreshed uh, at third in pricing up to 625. I had him yeah. last week. I thought that he looked great. I felt like he was on, you know, Hideki and, and Russell for the front nine shot really great scores on Sunday, both of them, even with sort of the collapse. I thought the power could kind of make a run there. Just felt like he couldn't really make any putts, but his ball striking was fantastic all week. I think he has a solid short game. I mean, he's got one, two, three, four, five top 15s in his past six starts. Um, so let's see what 15th is going to pay out here what do you need to finish 15th you need um, a uh let's see 15th is eight dollars and 75 cents right and he's at six dollars and 25 cents right now so we'll see how close he gets to that um i like his chances again he's just he's just in a groove man yeah i mean he's made you money in 14 of seven of 21 Look at cash yeah. markets average roi 47 percent roi he might be he reminds me a lot of Max Homa, not in like skill set, yeah. but Max like Homa that. got a little bit better every year for like four years. And now he's like a top 25 player. Seamus Power is on a very similar trajectory, right? We've seen a lot of Seamus Power in his career. And like the last four years, it's like a little bit better, a little bit better, pretty big leap, a little bit better. Like that's. He, he might be a problem. He might be a problem. I know, man. The importance of confidence in golf, it can't be understated because these guys are all so talented. But when you feel like you really belong and you can go out there and win any tournament, uh, it's a difference maker. And I think that he feels – look, showing up to the century and finishing 15th, walking the fairways with probably the 30 or 40 best players in the world and still finishing in the top half – has to give a guy like him confidence of going toe to toe with these, you know, more, more well-known names. So I think he's right there. The confidence is at an all time high and he's just going to keep playing and keep riding the form. Absolutely love it. So the, the market's shaping up very, very quickly here, because remember we're about 20 minutes or so away from this IPO closing. So this is going to heat up. It's going to be a frenzy towards the end. Uh, I'll give away a little bit more money here shortly, but make sure your jock market username is in the chat right now. Siwoo Kim, our defending champion, $4.67, Joe. I can never get this guy right, so I'd love your opinion on him, and I'd love your opinion on Matthew Wolf, who's currently $3.39, and he's the ninth pre-ranked golfer, which means there's only eight guys in this field that if they happen to tie with Matthew Wolf are going to get the nod over him. So those two, I think, are serious boomer bust options. I love Matt Wolf. Um, yeah, I hope that I can get him at a decent price tonight. I All signs are pointing to him being completely back in good form, both mentally and physically. He led the PGA Tour in scoring average throughout the fall. Um, wasn't able to get the win, but found himself firmly back in contention. I think this is a good setup in terms of his skill set. And uh, I just like his his sort of winning upside. Siwoo is kind of an anomaly because I'm the same way with you. I can't get him right. 
on on events where you think everything should set up nicely for him, he'll miss the cut or withdraw after in the middle of the first round, and then he'll just pop out of nowhere. You see those two sort of massive spikes, and then a lot of a lot of losses. I'll what we saw with Seamus Power when he was he was basically. Uh, returning you a profit in two thirds of the events that he played, Siwoo's losing you money two thirds of the time he tees up. So a bit more of a riskier play there on Siwoo. Only Siwoo could have a win, a couple <laughs> of other like top three or fours, and be like a break even player in his history. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so sick. He's <laughs> so sick. I love it. Uh, I'm gonna give the big board a refresh here, but I'm also going to give away some cash. So the next $20 goes to random fines. Congratulations, you are on the board. Usually takes us a day or two to get that money credited into your account, so bear with us. If you want to be like random fines and randomly find $20 in your jock market account, make sure your jock market username is in the chat. If you haven't deposited yet, there's only one code to use. It's power. It's up to a $50 deposit bonus. It's by far the best code available to you. I've just refreshed the board, Joe, and a little bit of a jump here for one of our bullish or bearish golfers, Ricky Fowler, up to $4.44. We've spent a lot of time on him, so I want to continue down the board here because I see a top 10 player at 333 below Lucas Glover, below Andrew Putnam, priced similarly to Russell Knox. It's Corey Connors, and there is just – the strangest sentiment on Connors on a week on a weekly basis. What is the sentiment on him this week? You read my mind. I had him pulled up right over here to bring up next. Um, I like Corey Connors a lot this week. I think that he was kind of getting himself back into a groove after obviously not playing in the tournament of champions. Uh, got a little bit better. I thought each day last week capped it off with a Sunday 64 to, to bring himself up to like 11th place. Um, you see that he's turning you a profit in the majority of the time that he tees it up. His average ROI is just about as solid as anybody who goes, you know, his his average IPO price is $6.13. So once you start to get up into that range, it's hard to get these significant returns. He's doing it consistently without really winning, without really finishing second. Um, so he's just been able to be very steady for you. I think that a lot of signs point to probably another top 15 this week for him. Yeah, I want to look at some other of these uh, top 10 golfers because there has not been a lick of movement, and I can refresh this in a second, on Scotty Scheffler, a dollar and two cents, Tony Finau, a dollar, Patrick Reed, a dollar. I imagine they are not going to finish the jock market at a dollar a share. How do you think these three guys shape up against one, one another this evening? I think Finau ends up edging them out. I don't know where... Finau's kind of a little bit of an unknown this week. I know last year, was he in the final group with Siwoo? I didn't think he was in the final group, but do not quote me on that. Okay, I, I know that he was <laughs> up there with Siwoo and put one in the water late. Um, obviously, Cantlay made that ridiculous charge with a 61, but I know that he was not in the final group. He kind of posted that early. He did. Uh, but it'll kind of be interesting to see where they shape out, right? I see Scheffler's getting a little bit of a jump. What about Patrick Reed? Like the, the stats would lead you to believe he's just in an awful stretch right here, but weird shit goes down with Patrick Reed and he sometimes just finds a group a la like he did at Tory last year. So you're absolutely correct. The final group, Siwoo Kim, Tony Finau, Max Homa. Uh, so absolutely correct. Good memory there. Here's Patrick Reed's jock market results if you care about this i mean it's it's boom or bust right i mean that's kind of what you've been getting more bust than boom as yeah. of late but like i don't know some people just can't quit this guy i'm i'm generally i generally just like don't ever invest in him and like yeah. it's, i don't know it seems to work a bit out of a high me. pre-rank for him this week that's a little outside of of probably you know i probably put him below connor's wolf Henley, Bezainu. Bezainu, it's another weird one that has been playing really solid, but I don't know that the sentiment always quite gets there on him. Maybe it's some of, you know, coming over from sort of the European tour. People are a little bit less familiar with him, uh, but I think that he's a really solid player and usually you can get him for a pretty fair price. All right, let's talk about some guys with fair prices. Let's go sub $3. Find ourselves some value. I'm going to open up this whole range to you. Joe, I mean, Taylor Gooch is still here, $2.22. He's not going to end there. But you've got Sahith, 
Dylan Wu, Grayson Sig, Doug Gim, Hudson Swafford's won this event. Are any of the names in this range enticing? Yeah, I think Hudson Swafford had a really good fall. Another guy that I have a little bit of interest in and I kind of have favorited is Matt Neesmith. Um, so he is the type of player that has a distinct course fit and needs to be set up on a shorter golf course. He's not very good with his long irons, but if he can get some wedges in his hands, he tends to play well. You see a decent finish there at the Shriners, which is a good sign. His best finish last year was at the Waste Management, which was also sort of a desert-style golf course. Um, So I think that there is a particular setup where he plays pretty well, and you can catch a little bit of value on a guy like Neesmith. Okay, we are at 8.46 p.m. on the East Coast, so we are about 10, 11, 12 minutes away from this IPO closing. Uh, it's going to heat up here in just a second, but I want to continue on this value discussion, Joe, because I think these prices are going to change. You mentioned uh, Christian Bezade note, a dollar eighty one at the moment. That's going to that's going to change. Yes. Tom Hoagie, a dollar sixty six. That's someone that okay. The rare talent of actually being able to pop is what Hoagie has. There are some guys who, when they have a good week, it's T32. That's the ceiling. Hoagie's like, nah, like when I when I peak, you're going to get a top five or a top 10 from me. And that's very valuable. And not a lot of guys have that upside. I love that. You know who's another guy right down there who I think is a very much in that same mold of top five upside or bust? Who's that? Sebastian Munoz. Oh, yeah, dude. He can yeah. really pop. And this guy gets scored. Like look at throws this. out gonna, scorching low rounds, and then you're gonna he just love this. Hold on for dear life, but look at uh three, two of the last three were both top five performances, and then a slew of missed cuts in there. So if you're, I mean, it's not all that bad if you're looking in the one two dollar range to just find guys, and you're hoping for a max spike week out of them. Uh, you see that he has a ton of losses in his portfolio. What is it's hard for me to read a little bit, but it looks like 24 losses and 12 wins. But you see definite yeah. big spikes there where he's actually somehow returning you plus 15% ROI despite losing uh, two out of every three times. Which is two crazy. out of every three, but yeah. a positive overall golfer because of these skyscrapers that he's able to put together at times. It's really impressive stuff. So, yeah, yeah. that that is the, the – and, and maybe that's personal preference, Joe. You know – I want guys like this. Is there a case to be made for the T32 guy? Is that is that an argument to be made at some point? There is. Like, you know, there's so many different ways to sort of play this and different strategies. Um, I think I'm a lot more willing to take chances down here in this one $2 range, knowing that if they finish absolute dead last, you're still getting a dollar back per share. There's just not much risk there, and there's a ton of potential reward. All right. The market's shaping up. As you can imagine, because we're 10 minutes out, Rom can't lay two golfers over $9 a piece. Corey Connors up to $6.56, so that's basically a $2.5 gap between Cantlay and Connors. We did see a big jump from Scotty Scheffler. He's now $5 a share. Taylor Gooch basically quadrupled in price. He's $4.44. So this, this is shaping up, Joe. As you start to see these prices roll in, are we still expecting Rom Cantlay gap Somebody else? Who, who's that third guy? That's the question. I was, I was wondering what you were going to think there. I I think it's going to be Sung Jay, but I'm uh, you know I think some people may be a little bit burned by him last week, which may lead them off of him and put someone uh, like Tony Finau or Scotty Scheffler in their third. So that will be the big question. And how big is that gap? One little tip I'll throw out there, and I, I don't know if. Um, Dave is watching the show from Jack Market wants me to release this. But the actual, if you're playing this on your phone, they have released the Jock Market website, which oh, yeah. is beta.app.jockmarket.com. Uh, I'll throw it up there if you want to DM me for it. But you can do live trading uh, via your desktop computer. And the pricing actually loads like fractionally faster on the website. He told me that. So uh, you can catch a little bit of advantage if you're looking at there. You can see it's a little bit more real time than the data having to go through the servers on the app. So um, check out the website. It's a great new way to play. There's a ton of new features there as well. So they're they're, they're making improvements constantly. They're listening to feedback and, and it's exciting to see. 
It's always good when a sentence starts with, I don't know if I'm supposed to disclose this, but let me disclose this. Those are my, fa- those are my favorite book, situations. Man. I, everyone's in it with me. I don't hide any picks. Uh, we're all in this together. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away a little bit more money. This is the last one I'll give away before the frenzy that we're going to go through. So I'll give away 20 now, 20 after IPO closes, and then 20 at the end of the show. So the next $20 goes out to... Let me just find his comment. Where are you? M squared, congratulations. You are on the board. $20 coming your way into your jock market account here in a day or two. Thank you very much for participating. If you too want $20 into your account, uh, very simple to do. All you have to do is comment with your jock market username. That is literally it. Costs you nothing. Might as well hit the like button while you're there as well. All right, Joe, we are getting down to the final moments here. And I want to see how our top 10 is shaping up. We don't have any $1 a share guys anymore, as expected. The cheapest guy in the top 10 is the guy who was basically the best player in regulation last week is Russell Henley. Now he failed to capture a victory and you were a shareholder of Russ last week. Will you be taking those profits and reinvesting in Russ? This week, oh, I don't know, man. It's a good fit for him again. You wonder about the scar tissue, right? Because holding a five-stroke lead, making the turn, and melting, and Hideki came and got him. I don't want to <sighs> say that he totally blew it, but failing to make an under-par round on the back nine and even a birdie twice on eighteen has got to be painful for him. What did he do? After the collapse at the Wyndham, was that there? Where was that? Uh, Wyndham would have been later in the year, so it would have been like here. So the next yes. event he played, he uh, well, he the he following like, week, he, right? He paid out, yeah, two fifty eight. So that would have been like I don't know what fortieth or fiftieth something. And then like. he missed a cut, and he was and he and yeah. somehow missed out on the six man playoff there to go from like twenty five a share all the way down to twelve <laughs> there at the Wyndham. So. Uh, you could see there was a little bit of scar tissue and some history there in that instance. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, there's a price that I could go back in. What is it? What is it, Open Book? What's that? What's the price, oh, Mister? What's, o- what's the price, Mister Open Book? Let me give you my price here on Russell. <laughs> I love. This. Give me a second here. Uh, a target price on Russell Henley this week of $6.28. So he is well under that at the moment. If he stays in the $5 range, uh, I'm likely going to have some shares. He just got a little bit of a bump to four ninety seven. Now Patrick Reed, the cheapest golfer in this range. And we did finally get our first golfer over $10 a share, John Rahm, ten fifty. Remember, the record, not just for John Rahm, but for any golfer, is $12.51. It happens to be Rahm, but that's the most expensive IPO we have ever seen. We've got a couple minutes to go, Joe. What do you think? How often do we get a guy that's five to one to win a tournament? That seems really rare. So uh, Dustin Johnson was at Pebble, but then he withdrew like on Tuesday. Got it. So it's Remember been that? a long time. It's been a full calendar year since we've had anyone go off at an odds price this low. Yeah, I'd say he. I don't know. You think he gets there? Yes. I'm going to say yes. We'll we'll see how it shakes out. We got about five minutes left. Yeah, I got to get you out of here. So here's what we normally do. Joe uh, goes and he does all of his bidding. He tries to steal shares from you. You hopefully steal shares from him. And then when the dust settles, we come back and see what his portfolio was. So we are uh, just a few minutes out here, Joe. Sorry, I, I cut down on how much time you had. Hopefully you're able to create a pretty good portfolio, my friend. We'll see what I can make happen. I'll see you in a couple minutes. All right, brother. All right, so here we go. I'll take you the rest of the way here. And it's 8.54 Eastern time by my clock. So uh, in about three minutes, we're going to enter a window. And it's a 90-second window in which the IPO can close at any moment. That's how they randomize this so that it's fair and all that good stuff. And with three minutes plus to go... John Rahm at 10.52, as discussed. Patrick Cantlay on the verge of getting to $10. Now, Patrick Cantlay, I, we he might also 
get a, a career high this evening. Let's see what the most expensive for Patrick Cantlay has ever been. Again, this data is available on my website, rickrengood.com. He was $12 a share at that AT&T Pebble Beach uh, Pro-Am in February. That was $2 more expensive than he was at this event last year. So we are about to see Patrick Cantlay become more expensive than his most expensive price at this event, at least. That's probably moments away. It probably already happened. I'll refresh in a second. Scotty Scheffler, $2 cheaper than the big boy. $7.88 with Sung J.M., Corey Connors, Tony Finau, Matthew Wolf rounding out the next handful of golfers. Let me give this a refresh because, as we know, this is the time of evening that these bids are coming in hot, they're coming in heavy, and these prices are changing nearly constantly. And another jump for John Rahm. John Rahm now up to $10.69. Patrick Cantlay, $9.99. So he hasn't gone through that $10 mark just yet. Uh, and Scotty Scheffler has closed the gap just a little bit. Seamus Power jumped out to a very early start in this jock market. He's starting to settle in now $6.66. If you don't know what that means, $6.66 is essentially asking Seamus Power to finish 24th or better. Well, he's done that in three in a row. He's done it in six of his last seven. So at that price, seems like a pretty good bet that he might be able to pull it off again. A little bit of love coming in for Taylor Gooch, $6.32 a share at the moment. He's your fifth pre-ranked golfer. If you don't know what that means, it means uh, that's how we break ties here in the jock market in the world of golf because uh, that's the best way to do it. So if you are tied, it goes to your pre-rank. And if you have a better pre-rank, you get the higher share. Uh, I'm going to give this a refresh. And we have not seen much movement on the board. Oh, actually, I lie. Patrick Reed, a little bit of a climb here. So if we go back to our top 10 golfers, Reed now $5.99 a share. He's now more expensive again than Russell Henley, meaning Russell Henley at $5 a share is your cheapest top 10 golfer. Uh, he is actually cheaper than guys in... 11th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th. Uh, it's pretty significant. So there is not uh, too much of a positive sentiment on old Russell Henley, despite the fact that he gained about a million strokes on the field last week, got himself into a playoff, and got Hideki. We are now in that 90-second window. This is the moment in which the IPO phase can close at any moment. So sometimes we get late closes, and it goes for 90 seconds. Sometimes we get quick ones, and it goes for 20 seconds. Joe is going to give me a heads up when it is actually closed, but I'm going to give this a refresh. And while Patrick Cantlay still hangs at $9.99, John Rahm continues to extend $10.88, and now Scotty Scheffler solidifying himself as the number three golfer in this jock market. He's eight. 50. It's nearly a full dollar more than Tony Finau, the fourth most expensive golfer. So a very clear one, a very clear two, and a very clear three in this market. Let's go back to our top 10 golfers. Russell Henley gets about a 61 cent boost. Patrick Cantlay, or excuse me, Patrick Reed gets through the $6 mark. He's now trying to chase down Taylor Gooch. I'm going to try to sneak in one more refresh here. Because as of right now, 858, we are still live. Gonna try to sneak this in. We've got to see Cantlay get over 10. To, oh, there it is. I knew it was just a matter of time. Patrick Cantlay now $9.77. Nope. I switched up my columns. My bad. Now $10.22. John Rom 11.33. Matthew Wolf jumping up to the most, the fourth most expensive golfer. He has passed Tony Finau. He has passed Corey Connors. I got to give this a refresh. Not only are my columns all screwed up here, but I think we are going to get a lot of movement here in the last couple of seconds. We got to be really close. 8.59. We got to be like seconds away, Joe. Mm -hmm. We got to be. Still open. Just got another one in. Still open. John Rahm, $11.50. Patrick Cantlay, $10.53. Scotty Scheffler. Okay, Sung J.M. has now taken over the fourth spot. He has now passed Matthew Wolf. Taylor Gooch hanging around. Still no love for Russell Henley. Our defending champion, Siwoo Kim, is $5 a share, and we're close. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. All right. We're going to let the dust settle here. Late, 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 Joe. Yeah, a lot of these are late. I think there was a lot of fair prices out there, and I think my, maybe some of it had to do with, uh, you know, the two big dogs at the top. It looks like Rom 
if I have this correct, closed. Yeah, I don't. 11, I don't think he broke it. Yeah, I don't. Eleven ninety one, which is still, which is still very high, which is above his suggested IPO price. Patrick Cantlay got to the ten fifty four mark, so uh, those two guys sort of set the standard. All right, so here's what needs to happen. I need a second to make sure my board is refreshed. We're gonna get Joe's portfolio. I'm gonna give away some more money. So two tasks for those watching. Let us know who you got. I always find that to be interesting, what your portfolio looks like. And make sure your jock market username is in the chat. I'm going to give away more money. Then this next one goes to Kyle Sullivan. Congratulations. Sully, we will uh, get that money over your way here shortly. And I've got one more to give away. So make sure your jock market username is in the chat. I'm going to give them my board. A lot of new people in the chat. Love to see that. Welcome, guys. Uh, I appreciate you stopping by. Glad we could help you out with a couple little 20 spot there. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Joe, I think I am uh, ready. Actually, by the way, you had Henley last week. You had Power last week. Yeah, baby. Let's yeah, go. I had some um, good ones. I am ready for your portfolio, please, whenever you are. Well, I got a lot of guys, so I hope you can maybe make it a little bit how smaller. Much, I mean, yeah. We'll see how many characters I have. I got a lot at the top, which were all under my projected price, so I bought them all. Uh, Sung JM, that'll save you some characters. Yes, Tony Finau, um, I, I got a lot of shares of these next two guys, which are my two heaviest pieces. Taylor Gooch, who I had as the sixth-ranked pre-rank. My target price was $8.16. I got him for seven fifty-five. And Abe Answer was cheap, man. Yeah. Um, I had a price of eight oh nine on Abe Answer. I got forty eight shares, six fifty five. So that was a dollar fifty under my target. Um, awesome course history here. Great setup for Abe. We'll see if he can play well. Moving down, uh, Will Zalatoris, Johnny Vegas, Russell Knox, uh, Matthew Neesmith, who was kind of my penny stock that I was targeting. And then a couple of guys who who had really good rounds last week but failed to put it together for four straight that I kind of took flyers on in the $2 mark. Sepp Straka and Kevin Chappell. I don't know why. I just saw Chappie put together one good round last week, and, and I know that he typically plays well in California and can shoot a low one. So maybe the 54-hole cut frees him up a little bit to get aggressive. That's who I got. Sung J.M., Tony Finau, Taylor Gooch, Abraham Answer, Will Zalatoris, Johnny Vegas, Russell Knox, Matt Neesmith, Sepp Straka, Kevin Chappell. That might be your biggest portfolio in quite some time. Yeah, I know. Well, I had a good week last week, so maybe I got True. a little reckless. We'll see if it pays off and I'm able to make a little, another little run at the leaderboard <laughs> this week. I don't know if this is... Uh... I don't know if this is accurate, but Guy or Guy in the chat says, I have 50 golfers this week. I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible. Oh, yeah. It's possible. Um, I wonder how how are you doing your bidding, Guy? Are you using your phone? Are you using the website? Are you using an API? Let us know because that's a lot of movement down the stretch to keep track of. JG Funk says, Fowler, Lonto, Harmon, Sab, Sabatini, Grayson, Sig. Five solid guys. Okay, thanks, JG Funk, for sending that over. Okay, here we go. So let me reveal the final pricing. John Rahm, as you mentioned, $1,191. That is not the most expensive ever, but it is the fifth most expensive ever. And the second most expensive for John Rahm. There's only been uh, four occasions in which a golfer has gone over uh, $12. So eleven ninety one is the fifth most expensive. So pr- pretty pretty historic evening, I would say. Yeah, uh, he was definitely well up there. Patrick Cantlay as well with a, with a big push there late. Uh, so those two guys set the bar, no doubt. Yeah. So Cantlay at ten. What was it? Ten fifty four. Yeah, ten fifty four. Also, his second most expensive ever. Uh, last year, he was $10 at the American Express. And then this weird like $12 outlier, the $2 jump for him at Pebble Beach is the most expensive that he's Yeah, look at that. Returned you a solid profit in both of those. In both of them. Well, though, so That's not exactly bad. Right. Maybe he's a good, good little front runner to have. As we kind of snuffed out a little bit, it was Rom at the top. Can't lay tier of his own. Scotty Scheffler, tier of his own, 856. Almost... Uh, 75 cents or 70 cents or so ahead of Matthew Wolf there. 
Yeah, it looks like I'm not the only one out there who loves Matthew Wolf. I think people just really like the guy, but him being fourth is a little bit uh, of a reach there, I would say. Aggressive. Uh, especially above Sung Jay. But I think I still look at this and I'm a little like blown away by answer way down there. I think that that's a, that's a very good value there. I know I'm a little bit biased, but how do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah, I don't have a dog in the fight. Listen, he's it's the, the recent form hasn't been great, but the yeah. history's the history is awesome. And it's only just like two events that it hasn't been great. Um, mm-hmm. I I could get I could really like answer and Zalatoris at 655 um and 652 respectively. Those are those are guys that I think could actually win and can actually finish like top three. And that's I mean, 655 is is what like top twenty five, right? Top twenty five, dude. Yeah, I love those. I love. Yeah, them. that's their break even, and you're right. I think the upside on both of them is victory. So we'll see. No love for Henley. Five eighty eight. He was the cheapest top ten golfer. Yep. Um, big jump on Michael Thompson. Ranked thirty yeah. fourth. Went for five dollars and sixteen cents. Fowler, There's Justin Rose and Ricky yeah. right next to each other. Ironically, the two guys we mentioned. I don't think anyone like knows quite what to expect no. out of either one of them. No right? idea. No it's idea. It's funny they're both just tied together right there. Yeah, we've just lumped them all together. Okay, how about this? So, so Rom, we said bullish or bearish 1071. I believe we were bullish on that, weren't we? Yeah, we were bullish. So, so he cleared that. We had Rose at 670. Two didn't come close to that. Uh, Ricky at five forty eight. That was closer, but didn't get there. And then we had Mickelson at four ninety nine. Where's Phil? Where is he? Am I missing him? Where did he end up? Oh come on! Am I gonna have to like? Is he page two? I mean, I'm I'm going alphabetically now, so he's gonna be three twenty five. Wow, that's cheap. Uh, I think a lot of people were also bearish on Phil this week. There's just uh, not bad. I'm looking at I'm looking at the numbers there. It's not terrible. So who knows? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good pricing. Pretty good uh, or pretty good bidding, I guess I should say. Uh, let me give away our last twenty dollars, Joe. This yeah. one is going to go to if I can find the comments because it's back pretty far. Deadbeard. Whoops. Deadbeard, congratulations. You're on the board. So that's our jock bucks for this evening. We'll get those sent over to the guys at Jock Market. They usually take like a day or two to credit your accounts, all that good stuff. So bear with us on that. But Joe, you and I were talking um, before we went hot. This is a this is such a great stretch. We've got American Express. We've got Tory. We're going to go to Pebble. Then you've got Super Bowl weekend with Phoenix. And then yeah. they go back to Riv. Yes. Like th- this is... It's a great like five week stretch. Exciting stretch coming. Love Tori. By the way, next week, anyone who's still here, we do have so it's a Wednesday oh. to Saturday event. So we Good will call. be doing the show on Tuesday night next week. That's when PGA IPO will take place. Uh, so we're going to bump that up a night to accommodate there. Then we have Pebble, which I love, but you wonder about the strength of the field because they're kind of up against sort of Saudi and they don't love the amateur. So um, I love that event, but we've seen the field kind of weak lately. And then the back-to-back weeks of waste management and Riviera are always electric. So looking forward to the next month of golf we have. Great call. Tuesday night next week, Tuesday, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. That is your jock market power hour for the Wednesday start. I'm glad you remembered that. We talked about that a couple of days ago. I had forgot to mention it. Uh, good call there, Joe. Okay. I think that's it, brother. Any, any, uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? No, that's it. Thanks again. Pleasure. Uh, pleasure being here doing this always fun and best of luck to everyone this week. Yeah. Take care. See you soon.